and the forces with me. I'm one with the force, the forces with me. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is Thursday night. It is the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. I've got my Return of the Jedi shirt on. The original poster where Luke Skywalker has a red lightsaber and Darth Vader has a blue lightsaber. We're all kinds of excited. It's the 40th anniversary. Some of us remember seeing this movie in the theaters many eons ago. And then again like 30 years ago when they released the special editions some of us stood in line for hours to get tickets hours upon hours that was that was in the days before we actually bought our tickets for all three of the uh, special editions like like they all released it was like january february it was the last week of january first week of february and then like the third week of february or something like that i don't remember the exact but uh we bought our tickets in October of that year. And then our shows were at 7 o'clock every evening. We didn't go to the midnight shows, and we didn't go to the, the first show of the day. We were in college. We still had to go to class. But we went to the 7 o'clock, which that was the, the big show to go to. That was the you go Friday evening at 7 o'clock, and you get to see the show, and that's what everybody... And we got to that theater at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon and went and stood in line from 2 o'clock until seven just to get the because we no reserve seating had to be there early get the good seats if not you're going to be sitting up front doing this looking at this <laughs> i don't want to do that come on now. i've been there i've done that with a couple of uh, marvel movies just because it's like i gotta go see them i don't want to see them opening weekend and i gotta sit on the second row now so even with reserve seating i'm like oh geez i can't find anything so I'm gonna I am going to I'm gonna kick this off. We're gonna talk about Return of the Jedi. I'm gonna kick this off. We're gonna um I wanna the, the first time I saw I did not see Return of the Jedi on opening day. I did not see it the Friday that it opened. I saw it the twenty sixth. I saw it Saturday night. And I was with my my parents or well not my parents because my brother was still very young. So I was with my uncle and my aunt and and their kids and then me and my dad and we went out to the irving mall in irving texas which is right around the corner from where the old texas stadium used to be and we went to go see return of the jedi and we thought it was great especially when all the all those and i'll quote this all those little teddy bears started jumping out of the woods and attacking the stormtroopers that was like the greatest thing in the world. I mean, for a kid, that's like the best thing in the world. You get teddy bears and they're attacking the stormtroopers. <laughs> but we walked out. I do. Re I do remember very not 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 vaguely. This was we walked outside and it was like one of the. It was a one of our lovely Texas thunderstorms and. I mean, the whole place: lightning, thunder, rain, wind. It was great. Very memorable. Debbie, I know you went to see it in 83. <sighs> 83. Midnight showing. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. How well was that? How was that? Uh, it was crazy because back then, um, people were allowed to dress up, bring lightsabers. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can still dress up, but you can't, you know, they don't allow anything that looks like a weapon now. <laughs> Actually, um. Or have they uh, lightened but, up on that? Um, so for The Force Awakens, no. But I think I've been to one or two events to where they'll have like a security guy out front and they'll do a weapons check. I mean, literally do a weapons check to make sure that you're weapon is not a real gun disguised as a Star Wars blaster to where you can go in and start shooting <laughs> things up. 
Yeah. And I know um, they do that at Comic Cons all over the place, or you know, just come do a weapons check real quick. Yeah, back then the theaters were packed, and for a midnight showing, you would have to be there two to three hours. Yeah. Early, camped out. You'd have to be that. You'd have to be there early enough that there were actually still movies playing, and the people would come out and say, "What are you guys doing?" Oh, we're in line for mm-hmm. Star Wars movie. Now, when I went, the, I think the last midnight show that I actually went to was Return of the King, and um, it was like that was literally like a midnight show, and everybody showed up at like seven that evening. But the thing was, was it was like a uh, an eight screen or ten screen theater, and all ten screens were going to be playing Return of the King at midnight. <laughs> but they had to wait for all the other theaters to, or they had to wait for all the other movies to get out. So like basically, that. they were just like, "Hey, we're selling tickets for all ten screens. You just bought your ticket, and then you went and stood in line." And you didn't know what theater you were going to. You just said, okay, everybody start filing into this one. Okay, this one's full. Now start filing into this one. Okay, this one's full. And they just went down the line. And it was just kind of a, if you happen to be at the first when they started a new theater, then you happen to be at the first when they started a new theater. So it was, that was, that was like the ultimate roulette of what kind of seat am I going to get? <laughs> Exactly. So, am I gonna have? That's why you camped out so you could find a seat that, you know, where you're not, you know, looking straight up at the screen or way in the back where, you know. Now, Cam, you're a little bit younger than all than than us. What was your first experience with Jedi? I'm not. I'm gonna assume it was not in 1983. (laughs) No, no, I was uh, I was born in 1992, and uh, uh, my first experience with Return of the Jedi. I mean, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi was the first Star Wars film I ever saw. Okay, and uh, I, I remember. I think I was, I think I was six years old, five or six years old, and my my at the time stepdad. Uh, he and my mom aren't married anymore. Uh, I was I was hanging out with him. And his son, and uh, so he was a saxophone and bass player in a jazz band. The house that we were at was the drummer of that band, and uh, he had the special editions of all of the Star Wars trilogy on VHS. And so I watched Return of the Jedi on VHS, uh, but it was a special edition. I never saw the theatrical edition, so you know I never got to experience the glory of Yub Nub. Uh, oh, it's coming. I found it. It's coming. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pop Cam's cherry on the show tonight. So, <laughs> but as a, as a kid, I mean, I, I mean, granted, I didn't fully understand the story, but you know, I saw, like you said, teddy bears beating up stormtroopers, laser swords. You know, people yeah. using magic powers and stuff. And it, I I thought it was you know I thought it was great. And and I think too. I mean, we you dealt with the the the. You you looked at a new hope, and a new hope had a. A good strong story to it had the beginning of the hero's journey. Actually, really, you could have gone the entire length and said that was the complete hero's journey because they weren't sure if they were going to be able. But it was you know the reluctant hero, and he rises to the occasion. He becomes the hero hero. So that in itself, but it was just so. You had Tatooine, and then you had the Death Star, and then you had space. And so there wasn't a whole lot there. And then with Empire, you know, a lot more dramatic, a lot more character involvement in that one. But again, you had Hoth and Cloud City and Dagobah. And I mean, Dagobah, yeah, okay. With this one, there was just so much. It just, to me, it just seemed like it was. It was a brighter movie. It almost seemed like there was more color to it. It was they had had stepped into that 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 larger world, and they were actually able to portray. And that was one of the reasons that I really liked Jedi. I mean, even past my my kid years, that was okay. I, Empire was far and away my favorite, just because 
of the the duel in Empire, but um, which and, and even still, I like the duel in Jedi more than I like the Empire duel, and I know I'm probably going to get blasted for that, and I don't care. I thought the the duel in Jedi was better. I really did. It, not better as far as action goes, but as far as the story that was being told at the yes, I am your father. That was that was some big news, but also Luke throwing down his weapon and saying, "No, I'm I'm you failed. I'm a Jedi like my father." That was to me that was very powerful and very poignant. So if you don't if you don't think so, well. Who cares? My opinion. What kind of fan are you? I know, right? It's my opinion. Let me have it. So, um, yeah, to me, Jedi was a lot more, like I said, it just seemed like it was more vibrant and more colorful. Well, it, here's the thing. I mean, if it, if it, if you look at the color palette used between Empire Strikes Back and Jedi, uh, Empire Strikes Back is a very dark movie not so much in its subject matter but in ha- but in the lighting and how it's filmed uh it's well, a, a lot it, of it, it took place in space i mean a lot of it was the, the millennium exactly. falcon being chased exactly and but then you have return of the jedi and you start off in you know on tatooine in the sunny desert uh and then you move immediately into space where you know they're talking in these sterile white ships and uh yeah you have the small little bit in in dagobah but uh that they, they saved that that darker tone and you know also by extension you know well darker color palette and also by extension the darker tone of the film for the end of it and so you know and so when it happens you really feel that moment because uh you you were kind of uh you're kind of waiting for it to make that shift loved it it was great still not as good as empire but And and a lot of people, this is uh, this is this is probably their. F- I, I know there's a lot of people out there that this is the favorite of the original trilogy with the uh, w- with Jedi, and I, I I'm don't know why. I mean, it's it's don't get me wrong, it's good. I love it, but um, I just preferred Empire. Now this was the movie too, and I'll say this. Um, when my wife and I first started dating, like twenty some odd years ago, um, she one of the things I did was I was moving. I was moving from a house to my to the apartment that I lived in at the time, and we were un- She was helping. She was part of the the crew of friends that was helping, and we were unloading all my Star Wars stuff. And I was setting all my Star Wars stuff up in the in the uh, in my Star Wars room in my apartment, and um, she said, I don't get it. I don't understand it. She said, I've never even seen Star Wars. Hang on, let me find the clip. She's like, I've I've never even seen this. I don't understand why this is such a big, uh, big deal to you. And I said, well, let's, let's sit down and watch it, and I'll show you, and you'll see what's going on with this. Well, um, we sat down and watched it, and uh, she said, oh, here She's never seen Star Wars. Ted, the only people in the universe who haven't seen Star Wars are the characters in Star Wars, and that's because they lived them, Ted. That's because they lived the Star Wars. So anyway, so <laughs> she, we sat down and watched all of them, and we got to Jedi, and he's like, oh, I- remember this one yeah 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 this is the one with the teddy bears isn't it so <laughs> oh lordy hang on a minute sam's having a night terror he's screaming no nah, it's fine you just you gotta let it pass if you don't he just has them all night long and i don't like that yeah i hear you so anyway If Stella doesn't like this movie, I can't marry her. No, you can't. You want to watch it again? Yes, I do. <laughs> she doesn't like this movie. I can't marry her. No, you can't. Do you want to watch it again? <laughs> yes, I do. Anyway, 
so yeah, she she recognized Return of the Jedi. She had she had watched it many moons ago when she was young, probably in the eighties on VHS tape. VHS. Yep, the good old days. <laughs> now, I, I, let me ask you this, and and Cam, this isn't going to necessarily pertain to you. This will be more of a Debbie question. So the, let's see, how do I want to put this? When did you, when did you actually buy your first copy on VHS? Because if I remember correctly, back, back a long, long time ago, you you not only had to go when you went to a video store you had to pay like a monthly membership fee to be a part of the video store so basically you would pay them every month plus you would have to pay to rent your movies but if you wanted to buy a movie for your own personal VHS collection it was like depending on the title it could be upwards of $100 just because that was that was the new medium that's just the way it was so do you remember? And this doesn't count. Oh, I it was it was on ABC, and I hit the record button on my VCR and got the commercials and everything. No, that doesn't count. Uh, no, uh, we recorded it off HBO. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You you were rich enough. You were the rich people that had HBO. Uh, that was my well for. For Return of the Jedi, I was living with my brother. He had HBO. So I had graduated high school in 82. So I was living with him after high school and helping him with his boys. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We recorded everything off HBO. <laughs> I was going to say, we had... So you could get you could get just basic cable and had a little box. It had a cable box that actually sat on top of your TV. But you could get, we had basic cable. The only premium channel that we paid for, that my dad paid for, and this is going to shock a lot of people, was Disney. Disney used to be a premium channel on uh, on your cable. And, and there was only one Disney channel. It was they'd play kid stuff all day long, and then in the evenings they would play. I want to say more mature, yeah, more mature things. Not not like, like those teenage sitcoms. No, not even that. No. no, it was like it was like old. Some of the older movies. A lot of the times, I know Karate Kid was on there. We recorded Karate Kid off the Disney Channel. So I mean, it was it was you know more movies geared towards an older crowd versus the kiddie stuff. So. um and and it usually started like around seven o'clock, and then it it rolled on through until the morning when the kids stuff started again. But yes, Disney was a premium channel, and we had to record our Star Wars off of ABC with commercials. Well, to answer your question, I mean, I really don't remember when I bought them because I think I bought them uh, the whole set. When when they came out with, with the, the, the the box that had the foldy things on it, yes, uh, yeah. So and that was the original versions. And then when they came out with uh, special editions, did you buy the bought them? <laughs> did you buy the remastered editions, the THX uh, remastered editions? They came out in ninety five. I want to say yes. I did. The, the one with the Darth Vader helmet was just on the yes. front, and okay, and it had, so, it's black with the gold. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that 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 came out on my birthday that year, and that's what I got for my birthday that year. Was and those, then I, uh, um, I close. I I have them on uh, DVD. I'm not sure if I have them on Blu-ray. I I have nowhere to put all of my movies. movies. At. Um, so Bless they're uh, they're all Is that uh, Chewy? No, that's his wife. I think. <laughs> I, I, I figure. <laughs> no, Chewy don't sneeze like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, 
and, and plus then i also own them on digital on my uh voodoo so i have all kinds of copies all over the place i have i i own the vhs copies i own the remastered copies i own the special edition copies on vhs of course dvd laser disc blu-ray and I have digitals of special edition and digitals of original theatrical cuts. Which, as far as Jedi goes, there was... There wasn't really much that they should have done with the special edition. I mean, they did a lot. The The Jabba's Palace scene was changed. Um, obviously, the end credit, not end credits, but the, the end scene was changed. The final scene was changed. Um, and those well, are two, two big... Go ahead. Wasn't the beak of the Sarlacc added in the special edition, too? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. The Sarlacc was just literally just a hole in the ground. So... Um, they, and they, they, I was actually watching the original theatric today, and and uh, I forgot they had changed one of Han's lines too. And I, I, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why they changed it. So there's the scene where they're in the Sarlacc pit, Lando's on the sand, he's falling in, the the tentacle comes up and wraps around, and he goes ah, <laughs> and he says Chewy, give me the gun, and he reaches down with the blaster. And Lando says, wait a minute, I thought you were blind. And Han says, it's all right. Trust me. That was the line from the original theatrical cut. But in the special editions, he says, it's all right. I can see a lot better now. And I'm like, <laughs> the only thing I can think as to why they would change that was because, and, and if I get my dates wrong, I'm sorry, was the year prior to Jedi was... Uh, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark had just come out. And I think it was 82 was Raiders. Am I correct in thinking that? Possibly? Yeah, I think so. So 82 Raiders comes out and one of Indiana Jones's lines was him in the, the bar in Nepal with Marion and he says trust me. And I was just like is that the reason they changed it? Because they didn't want the... the <laughs> Cross-contamination with the characters? Yeah. It wouldn't surprise I, me. I thought the trust me fit. Just that, me, though. It just sounds petty. <laughs> and it makes no sense because George was involved with that one, too. So why does it yeah. matter? Why, why does it matter? Exactly. And especially now you've got the whole theory of... Uh, there, there's a theory running around, and it's not really a serious theory, but it's uh, the uh, what if the Indiana Jones movies were Han Solo's dreams while he was in Carbonite? Mm -hmm. So I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Sure, why not? So for tonight's show, like I said, we have something special. I'm going to show you right now. We're going to watch the original. This is the original cut of the Jabba's Palace scene. And well, Cam is copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we don't get copyrighted. We don't think we should. But if you don't, if we get copyrighted and you want to see this scene, it's on YouTube. Go find it. It's out there. So let's. Uh oh. Here we go. All right. Yay, joy torture. <laughs> This is the, the the music is just good. Oh, real quick before I we get into this, there's gonna be a scene here where it looks like she pops out of her top, and there's still controversy about that one as to whether she actually popped out or not. But I'll let y'all you guys judge on that. Plus, if you've got kids and you don't want to. We're not censoring it.
Now tell me that that wasn't better than seal the blast doors. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't remember that being. Is that Agents of Shield. <laughs> no, that was that's the the final scene from uh, season two of The Mandalorian. Oh. Only they've added they've added I need a hero to it. So. Uh, gotcha. I need a hero. Okay. So tell me that wasn't better than that craptastic Jedi rock. Yeah, the music I, is definitely better. I um, liked it. Uh, I, I'm going to disagree. I, I like uh, the newer it's, version. It's more what I would expect in the domicile of a gang leader. Yeah. The the whole thing with Boba Fett dancing around with the barflies and the floozies and all that. I'm, I'm like, uh, why? I mean, sure, we had him think he's a crime lord and he's not really a crime lord but even then mm -hmm. i was saying uh, why yeah well the the um the actress who played that who played the the twilight i forget her name but uh uh she, she actually came back mm -hmm. to shoot the one scene for that spent for the special edition of her in the rancor pit yeah that's that's dedication. Well, it's dedication, but if you look, it doesn't look like she's aged a day. I mean, that had been twenty, uh, less, little less than twenty years. Yeah. Since that had happened, I mean, well, fourteen years. It had been about fourteen years, and it was like, oh my gosh, do you not get any older? But <laughs> I'm I'm glad you brought that scene up where she falls into the rancor pit because, as a kid, all the way up, ah. I don't know. I must have been. I must have been almost a teenager. My preteen years, from the time I first saw it to yeah, probably about my preteen years, when she got thrown into that pit. The first thing you see is Jabba grab one of those little froggy things, and these froggies have like tendrils and crap on them. I thought he had dropped her into a pit, and some kind of machine down there had turned her into a frog, and <laughs> and he had eaten her as a frog. I was just like. <gasps> he just ate her. I mean, it never really clicked in my head. Oh no! Oh no! What happened? Uh oh! Hang on, hang on. I don't know what happened. Everybody got kicked. I thought we just got copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. We're sorry. We're sorry, Mr. Lucas. <laughs> Demonetize. We're we're showing you your original vision, not your updated vision. <laughs> but uh yeah, I honestly thought he had turned her into a frog and then eaten her. So what was um I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. Now something else about this, and and this was a reason I didn't care much for the change to the, uh, the the special edition but um there was a there there is a documentary out there and it's on youtube so you can go watch it it's called from star wars to jedi the making of a saga and basically when when the cbs videos came out cbs fox video presents a collector's preview and that was the box set that debbie and i were talking about when that came out that also came out on vhs you could buy from Star Wars the Jedi, which I happen to own on VHS as well. But it's on YouTube, so go watch it there. So anyway, uh, one of the things that they talk about is um, in A New Hope, the cantina scene, that George didn't really care for the cantina scene in A New Hope because he really wanted a more broad array of alien life forms. He wanted some real, real weirdos in there, you know, as far as... but. Costume issues, had uh, money things, uh, makeup guys getting sick. They weren't able to do a whole lot. That's why you had things like a Wolfman in there, and you had guys in literally guys in space suits that were in there. And then, um, oh, I can't even think. There, uh, what's Cad Bane's species? There was uh, Duro. Uh, uh... Duro, yes, there were two Duros in there. But if you look, one of them has like the long fingers like a Duro has, and the other one 
I guess they couldn't afford the second pair of gloves. He's just wearing like white gloves, but they're like really short fingers. And it's like, ah, well, well, okay. Just (laughs) little things like that. But in this from Star Wars to Jedi, they said, then they got to Return of the Jedi and they had more money to spend. And they created the Cantina of George's Dreams, I believe was the exact wording used within that thing. (laughs) This was exactly what George wanted. You know, there was there was lots of crazy, weird characters in there, lots of puppets and extras and blah, 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 blah. And then in 1997, let's just put some more in there. Yeah, shove it all down your throat. So, again, that's didn't really care too much for the the. I mean, for what it was, it was good. We got to see Star Wars on the theaters. It's fine. But as far as that part of it goes, I'll stick with my original theatrical cut. So, just one. <clears throat> uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm like I said, I, I never got to see the original, and so it, it's interesting uh, seeing these older scenes and having them feel so not natural to the movie because because i grew up on the i grew up with the special edition forward right and i i I currently only have the movies on blu-ray and so that's all i know so as i go back and i and i watch these older scenes and i feel like they're not even really part of the movie and and i can see that and and that it's very it's very um it's very depressing to me I'm just like, oh, I feel so bad for you because these movies were great. And yeah, they changed them and they're still good, but they they were good before too. So I'm sorry, Cam. I'm I I feel bad for you. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. You need to you need to go find you some laserdisc copies of it and a laserdisc player. And some kind of way to hook up a laser disc to a current TV, <laughs> and then you can watch them the way they're supposed to be watched. Oh, so. let me get right on that. <laughs> Actually, Betamax is probably the only version I don't have, and I don't think they dropped Jedi on Betamax. I think it was just A New Hope and Empire. I have to go look. Anyway, so again. That was that was one of the scenes. The other one, and and Debbie and I have argued on this show about this one was the the final scene from uh, from Return of the Jedi. The the final uh, the yub nub scene. My wife actually had a shirt with an Ewok on it at one point that said yub nub on it, just because it was it, it's yub nub. You know, why wouldn't why wouldn't you have that? <laughs> so, um, and I think one of the reasons that I like this one better, I, and not because of not because of Anakin, that that's a big part of it, Debbie. <laughs> but two, I like to think in this one, you know, it's it was like the Death Star blew up, and then all of a sudden the entire galaxy was celebrating. It was almost like. Everybody had been watching. And then all of a sudden they knew that it was over and the Emperor was dead. Whereas in the original, it's just them on Endor, which to me, that makes a lot more sense. The news hasn't gotten out yet. It's not all over the place. It's not like CNN and Fox News were both saying, okay, we're 30 yards away from the Death Star. We're going to see what happens when these rebels attack. And then we'll let you know breaking news as it it comes. You know, it... That it, it, it took away some of the realism for me, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. Right? Yeah. The, De- Debbie's starting to agree with me, too. She still doesn't. No? no? They had the hollow net. Well, they had the hollow net, but I mean, come on. Are they broadcasting? I used to say that happened, the celebration happened. Well, I guess it could have happened right then and there, but I mean, you can see right after the explosion, it's still daylight. And then later on during the celebration, of course, it's at night. So there's that may have been well deep into the celebration. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? I don't know how fast news travels. I mean, 
like I said, they had the hollow net and word gets around. Especially yeah. when it involves um <laughs> you know, a big baddie going down. Oh, and then also too, the Ewoks do not blink in this scene. So Yeah, it's it, it's that kind was of off putting. That was one the of the Blu-ray version and seeing the digitally enhanced eyes. Yeah, it's it's frightening. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie doesn't care. Just so long, <laughs> just so long as Hayden's there. Yes, that is wrong. <laughs> just so long as Hayden's there, I don't care. Damn straight. <laughs> All right, let's watch this last scene. Um, this is the this is the original ending. And again, if we get copyrighted, just go watch it on YouTube. It's there. So. Well, I don't even think we're broadcasting, so. <laughs> and a lot of this is still the same, just because this is the, the ending. So we've got to watch Darth Vader being burned and, and the fireworks. Dinner. Here's the dinner. So, the original ending again, and, and another thing about this too is that with with the Yub Nub song, the the way the Ewoks are hitting the drums actually lines up with the song, whereas with the other one, it still kind of lines up, but it's off. It's off a little bit just yes. from us. And I'm like, <sighs> could just I like both keep- songs. Keep the song the same. Keep the Yub Nub song, but go ahead and add your scenes to it. So, okay, I'm gonna, go I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, Dave. Don't crucify me. I'm not gonna say anything. It's Star I, Wars. We all love it. I like the updated song better. I feel, <laughs> but, and it, but it's it, it, it's partly because that's all that I know, but also partly because I feel like the music feel it, it makes the scene feel more personal to the characters uh whereas with the yub nub song it, it just sounds like you know ewoks chanting in the background uh so so it it doesn't feel quite as full of a scene than it does in the special editions but that, that that's that's just me 
now now I'm 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 gonna say something and I read this once and I again I'm I'm gonna have to fact check myself on this one but the the Ewok translation of Yub Nub is actually freedom they're actually singing about freedom like we we have defeated the tyrant we are now free kind of thing so it lines up just saying just yeah Steph, you you wouldn't have no memory of that <laughs> <laughs> hey stephanie woo! but i got i i like both songs uh I do prefer the other one, uh, the newer um, music, because it sounds more celebratory, more grander to me. And it fits in with, you know, just the whole the whole galaxy is is celebrating, not just not just the Ewoks and, you know, the main characters. So, well, and uh, okay, so you brought that up. Did you read the book, uh, The Truce at Bakura? Kathy Tires, I want to say. I have read it. Because that was one of those things to where basically it's like right after that scene happened, Leia gets a call from this Imperial warlord and there's these reptilian creatures attacking and... Basically, they send the the fleet to go help the Imperials, and there is a minor truce made so that they could defeat this external enemy. But in that, that was one of the things that they said. They came out and they said, hey, your emperor's gone. Your emperor's dead. And they're like, we've heard rumors about that, but we haven't seen anything definite yet. So that was see that and that would be one of the reasons why this other scene appealed to me so much was because, yeah, not everybody's heard yet. So not everybody needs to be having a party just this right at this time. So <laughs> just saying, just saying. So anyway, like I said, I um one other thing I want to ask, and and I'm curious as to y'all's opinion on this, and this has a lot to do with the force. So we get Yoda, and Yoda dies at the end of. Not at the end, but he he dies in Return of the Jedi. Spoiler alert, Yoda dies. It's very sad. Um, and we also get the, the, the funny line, the last of the Jedi will you be, except for Ezra and Ahsoka and Grogu. And... <laughs> but it, in Yoda's defense of that, Grogu was a youngling. At the time, so he wasn't. I would not have called him a Jedi. He was just a youngling. Um, Ahsoka had left the Jedi Order, so she was no longer a Jedi, and nobody knew anything about Ezra. So, because Kanan found him, so yes, Yoda assumed that yes, Luke was the last of the Jedi. Anyway, but Yoda dies. He disappears. Ben Kenobi gets struck down on the Death Star. He also disappears. Qui Gon gets stabbed, but he does not disappear. They have the, the funeral pyre for him. Same thing with Anakin, with Anakin after he dies on the Death Star. He does not disappear. What are your thoughts? Why did those why did those particular figures disappear and the other ones didn't? I'm just curious about I know there's rumors and things going around out there. I'm just curious of what you're Qui-Gon, I don't know. I always figured, well, even that doesn't make sense now because of the way Luke went. But Luke wasn't mostly machine. Vader was mostly machine. But um, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that Qui-Gon died in battle. My thought, initially my thought was, was that Obi-Wan, and and this was before the sequels came out. This was like strictly and even then it would have been like episode one was out so this would have been like 99 or 2000 and my thought was always that obi-wan and yoda knew that their death was coming they knew that it was imminent and qui-gon didn't and because he didn't he was but then after the end of episode three 
I got to thinking a little more. And one of the things that Yoda tells Obi-Wan is he says, um, a friend, somebody has come back from the netherworld of the force and basically become one with the force and has found a way to manifest himself. So training I have with how to commune with him. So my thought has always been that Obi-Wan and Yoda knew how to commune so closely with the force that they just kind of became part of the force rather than, you know, left a, left a mortal shell kind of thing. So, and, and Qui-Gon, yes, Qui-Gon probably figured that out and he did that from the other side and was able to work himself back and that's fine. But that's why you didn't see Vader disappear either because, or Anakin disappear because, Anakin didn't know how to do that. I mean, I guess the same could be said for for uh, Ben Solo too. So, just a theory. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's not really something I'd really thought much of before. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some kind of cano- canonical reason for it. Um, oh, I haven't even looked at that. How well, about that? I I thought. And I, I couldn't tell you which book it was in. It might have been the novelization of one of the movies. But I thought Qui-Gon had been researching that. But he had not finished his research. And oh, that's I'm sure why, that's part of it. And that's why for the longest time, I guess, you know, well, like, in the prequel, you know, the, the prequel movies, we only heard his voice. We never seen him. <clears throat> we don't see him until the last episode of Obi-Wan. So, uh, but I, I read it somewhere that that's why he didn't manifest right away was because he had not finished his research or training or whatever it was he was doing. And I guess you can still learn after you die. Somehow, <laughs> if somebody were to walk up to me and tell me that Liam Neeson could still learn after death, I'd probably 100% believe them. <laughs> <laughs> and I also thought Anakin or Vader, whatever, was also looking into that, even though he was Vader, but you know, he was never fully. I don't know. I I just think that Anakin was always there. There was always that struggle, no matter how much he tried to deny it. I mean, yeah, he was a bad guy, but still, there was that struggle. And, you know, Anakin would come through here and there. I've been reading uh, some of the uh, legend novels and... In quite a few of them where, you know, Vader is in it, there's uh, a lot of them where he, you know, he's thinking to himself and he's struggling. So Anakin was always there. And maybe, I don't know, just a theory. Maybe that's why he was looking into that. Maybe he was looking into it, too. Maybe he was trying to bring Padme back. But wait a minute, she didn't exist yet. George Lucas is writing Return of the Jedi thinking to himself, hmm, I got, I've got, i got a character in the back of my head here. I'm going to have to figure out how to put her in the story somehow. <laughs> oh, Lordy. And that's why the, pre- that's why the prequels were made. That's, that's why the prequels were made. Strictly why, to introduce that character. Watching this movie... And even even the uh, other two, Hope and uh, Empire, I still, you know, just by some of Vader's actions, I still see Anakin here and there. Yeah. Well, and yeah, no, it. it I mean, and and with the with the sequel, well, sequel with the prequel trilogy too. 
I've caught myself many times when Vader's saying something. It's like, okay, how would how would Hayden Christensen sound saying this? You know, without the mask. That's what I do. I'm like, like, I can hear Anna or you know Hayden saying that. Yeah, or I could see him saying that. The Emperor does not share your optimistic (laughs) appraisal of the situation. (laughs) Speaking of that line, that line was spoken to the moth that was in charge of the second Death Star, the creator of the second Death, not creator, but the the, the moth who was overseeing the construction of the second Death Star. That was our trivia question today. If you missed our trivia question, it's on YouTube, it's on Twitter, it's on Twitch. Who was the moth that was in charge? That was him. Do you know who that was, Debbie? I do, but I don't know how to pronounce the name. Is it oh. Terjan, Terjan, Terjan? Ger- <laughs> <laughs> or Jordan Ger- or something? Ger- Gerard. 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 Moff Gerard was the answer we were looking for. And if you got it, bragging rights. <laughs> You're cool. You I and I can I be friends. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think a big strength that the. Uh, the original trilogy has in its storytelling is that if you, if you go back and you watch the movies and you measure up the events against the scale of what's going on around those events, the original trilogy isn't about saving the galaxy or overthrowing the empire. It's about a father and a son. So, so it, it has this very simple premise with, with these very fantastical elements surrounding it. And I, I think that's why, I think that's why the story of the original trilogy works so well is because it, because it is a very simple story. If, if you really think about it, because it doesn't go into, you know, the politics of the galaxy. It doesn't go into really what the empire is. It doesn't go into what, what things were like before the empire. It, it doesn't show worlds being liberated or, any, or anything like that. It keeps this, the scope of the story very, very personal. Right. So, and, and then I, th- I think that that's kind of why, a lot of people. Well, that I, I feel like that's one reason why some people were put off by the sequel trilogy because now it it, it does have a much more grand story. And uh, uh, well, when the Rise of Skywalker came out, J.J. Uh, Abrams was thinking to himself, "Okay, you know, I, I I really have to make this movie very very action heavy, but how can I incorporate every element of the, of every story into it at the same time?" Whereas Return of the Jedi, it's it's a lot more, it's not quite so fast paced, but it's uh, every 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 scene feels earned, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's quite a few themes going on in this movie. You got Vader's redemption. You got Luke's journey. You have uh, the David and Goliath two ways the alliance against the empire and then you got the ewoks against the empire um yeah there there's a lot of themes um and and my favorite well one of my favorites is hayden at the end because it makes it all makes it all (laughs) i didn't even have to bring it up this time i know you just I got know. the cohesion. It ties everything together. You got character rec- recognition for those who may not have seen the originals until after the sequels or after the prequels came out. You got the emotional weight. Uh, yeah, it just all makes sense. What would have happened? What would happen if David Prowse had been Darth Vader? If they had just used David Prowse as Anakin Skywalker. Actually, he was told that, that he, he was going to be he was going to be seen uh, in the third movie, and I can't remember what happened. Oh, he he was too young looking. Oh, so that's why they went with uh, Sebastian Shaw. They didn't they uh, didn't have digital aging at that point, so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like David Prowse would have looked more like an older Anakin Skywalker than Sebastian Shaw does. Even as a... But see, and that and that's... You, you can't sit there and say, oh, he looks too young. 
the guy had so much makeup on. He had the scars and the head and all this other. It wouldn't have mattered. He was burnt up. Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't have put him in there because you wouldn't have known yeah. with all the makeup. Yeah, that makes no sense. But yeah, evidently he was told. And then you could have him at the end of Jedi and he would have looked like a Hayden Christensen. The only difference would have been is that Hayden is a lot shorter than he is. I like the Hayden version. Yeah. So eventually someone's going to deep fake Hayden Christensen's face over over Vader when he's unmasked. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm surprised wish, that hadn't been done yet. <laughs> I wish they would go back and not change scenes or anything like that, but I wish they would go back and remaster a few things here and there, at least because I, of course I was watching off of Disney plus, but there's just scenes that really was kind of jarring because that didn't, you know, you could tell that it, it just didn't like in the Rancor pit, you know, that never has looked right. I don't care. I know they've redone that scene, but it still doesn't look right because you can tell, <laughs> especially if the uh, screen's dark or whatever, it just doesn't look right. I think you're crazy, but okay. No. And uh, let's see, uh, Lando and Han, uh, before they're getting ready to uh, take off for the Death Star, uh, they're standing in front of the Falcon, but you can tell it's a painted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, when it, whenever Lando turns away from the camera and starts walking towards the Millennium Falcon, and it, it looks and, like and Darth it, Vader, it, it, it looks it, animated. It silhouette. I was like, yeah. oh, the lighting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> kind of put one more light over there. Yeah, I wish they would go back and just touch up here and there just to make it. Look and and, and it, on the, on that note, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but in that scene, there is a movie mistake in that scene. If you watch the first time you see Lando, his he's got his little bandolier thing on, and it goes right to left, right to left, and then it switches back to Han and Han talks to him and it comes back to him and then it's left to right, left to right. And then it switches back to Han and it switches back and now all of a sudden it's right to left. I mean, the the it keeps flip-flopping. It's hilarious. I love continuity errors. Oh, they're great. They're great. And then my most favorite thing about this movie is, of course, Harrison Ford. Oh, of course. Hit. He was hilarious in this movie. I mean, even watching it today, I was just sitting there laughing because of his facial expressions and just, yeah, exactly. You know, he's or, standing in front of the bunker. <laughs> or when he's oh, telling dude. when he's telling Leia, um, you know, I'll stand aside. You know, I I understand when he comes back. I won't get in the way. I won't get in the way. And then she kisses him, or else she tells him, and then she kisses him. And just look at his face. <laughs> no. It well, still cracks me up. The, it's just a dumb looking face, but I love it. The, be <laughs> the best, uh, the best Han Solo line with the best Han Solo expression. Proper. <laughs> <laughs> Proper. It's like it's my programming to impersonate a deity. <laughs> <laughs> or when, yeah, Why yeah the whole. The whole thing where they're hanging from the, the logs because they're getting ready to be roasted. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, Lord. And then... That, um, that brings up the cannibal Ewoks again. But <laughs> How did Leah get her dress? How did they have a dress her size? They ate one. Ew. They ate somebody. <laughs> yeah, I thought Harrison was the No, best. forget that. It's it's the uh, the Stormtrooper helmets all lined up at the end when they were playing on the Stormtrooper. <laughs> I'm like, whoo. And guess what? They're having a feast. Yes. Mm. Yes, you know what they're serving? Stormtrooper. And you know what? Han, Luke, and Leia, and Wedge, and Lando, and whoever else is down there, we can't be insulting to our hosts. So we need to eat this feast that they have prepared for us. <laughs> Cannibalism in Star Wars! There it is! It I ate his liver titty. with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Uh-oh, we got chats, and I haven't been watching. I am. Oh, he just 
did that a couple of minutes ago. Oh, Mr. Does... Scardy. Yeah, John. Hi, John. How are you? How does? Oh, I got it. I've, I I put that up there wrong. How does Wicket find Princess Leia? He walks over to her. <laughs> Dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, sir. I laughed for you. I hope you. you I hope you're happy. I have to make a meme on that. One. <laughs> Adam, how does the barber on the moon cut hair? Eclipse it. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh. All right. Shameless plugs, Debbie. What you got for us? Well, um. I got nothing because we, as far as I know, we don't have a sh tomorrow Federation show. Friday show. Um, Do an episode two, right? Original season. Ma the Man Trap. The Man Trap. So that'll be next week. And I, th the reason we're not is because the holidays coming up, I believe. Well, Biscardi was supposed to be on vacation or something, and then I guess I... I will be. I will be in... Next Friday. John just confirmed it'll be next Friday. It'll be the man trap. There you go. Next Friday. So go look, go and check out the Geek and I podcast on Friday nights. Debbie is a frequent guest over there. I've been on one or two myself. They're a lot of fun. I love Star Trek. Federation Fridays from the Geek and I podcast. Uh, Cam, shameless self-promotion. Uh, well, uh, there is my episode of Cam and Focus that was on the Babadook that I uploaded. Uh, I still haven't week, watched either one of them, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, uh, I, 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 I did have an episode that was set to come out on the, on the 31st, but I guess there's some stuff that we have to fix with the YouTube channel. So I'm having to put a hold on that for the time being. What you ought to do is just go ahead and make it, and then when they get all the stuff sorted, it'll be just be ready, and you, you're done with it. That's like saying oh, yeah. the teacher gives you a project like two weeks out, and you get it all done in the first couple of days, and you're like, I don't have to worry about it for the next two weeks. <laughs> just saying. Just oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> so next week, we will be back here at the Cantina Happy Hour. We will be discussing the last three episodes of Visions Season <laughs> 2. I know Debbie's just thrilled a minute about that. Yeah, I struggle. <laughs> I honestly I haven't even watched these three, and I was thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, I need to go watch them, and I was like, Oh, wait a minute, we're doing Jedi tomorrow. <laughs> Got this one. I'm good. I'm good. Debbie, if if Dave can take Hayden Christensen at the end of Return of the Jedi for you, then you can watch Visions for him. Come on, come on. Well, you know, it's it's. It's visions is not as bad as resistance. So there you go. I, I simply refuse to watch that one. I watched it once just for shits could, and giggles. Like and I said, I couldn't even get through the second episode. Yeah. I forced my way through that one, but I will never watch it again. Never ever. So anyway, we will be back next week with the final three, the week after that, June the 8th, we will not be having a show that week. We will be off that week because I myself am getting ready for Dallas Fan Expo. And we are going, uh, we're going to go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to be a blast. I'm getting together with Dave Gramillion on Thursday night. We're having dinner. It's, it's going to be a, we, we can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to be doing live streams. We're going to be doing interviews. We're talking to people. We're doing all kinds of stuff. It's going to be a blast. So if you're in the Dallas area, come out to Fan Expo. Come find us. Say hi. Drop us a line. Take a selfie. Whatever. It, it, it's Get me a picture of Hayden. Please. And we'll get Debbie a picture of Hayden. Because guess what? Hayden Christensen will be there. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be signed. I just <laughs> Hayden. So, all that being said, everyone have a wonderful, wonderful week. Have a great Memorial Day holiday if you are celebrating that. 
Enjoy your weekend. We will see you all next week, and may the force be with you all.